at times, many of us have been there where we have prayed and like, God, where are you? And, um, and, 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 you know, I say that, I say many of us, maybe you haven't. Well, and, and maybe that you say, well, I don't know that I can relate to this. Well, just kind of file this away in the back burner because sometime you might. Um, because so many times we get into these, these funks, I call them, um, where sometimes we wonder where God is. We wonder why our prayers haven't been answered in the way that we've prayed them and, and why God is not blessing us, if that's the right the right word in that in that way, and, and what do you do with that? This whole thing of prayer. I mean, um, I did a series. Uh, if you were here, it was uh, last spring um, of '07, spring of '07, and um, and I did a series called uh, "Where uh, Can You Hear Me Now?" And then we talked about prayer, and I think we had five or six different messages where we talked about prayer. And one of those was on unanswered prayer, and that's where this comes from, although I'm combining a few other things with it. Because whenever I deal with prayer or talk about prayer, it always brings up questions, and not just the kind that we just just talk, just heard musically, God, where are you, or, which we all feel sometimes, but also just what's the purpose of prayer? Help me understand prayer. Why am I supposed to pray? God knows everything. God, you know, he's everywhere and knows everything, knows my thoughts. Uh, what, what's, the whole, what's the whole purpose of prayer? And, and whenever we start dealing with prayer, we start dealing with, with some mysteries, to be perfectly blunt. Um, Spurgeon, great preacher of a couple centuries ago in England, put it this way. It, has, hasn't, it hasn't been granted to us to understand fully the mysterious relationship, the eternal counsels of God, the promises of God, and the cries of his people. Nor is it necessary that we understand. That just puts it very succinctly, I think. Oswald Chambers, another great old-time preacher, put it this way, we have not the remotest conception of what is done by our prayers, nor have we the right to try and examine and understand it all. All we know is that Jesus Christ laid all stress on prayer. This is a very deep subject. And it's, it's really hard for, some time, for us sometimes to kind of get our arms around and mentally and, and so forth when we think about prayer, and then we take that to another level and we talk about unanswered prayer. And whenever I deal with subjects that are that deep, and it is a very deep subject, I like to go to other places, like I just did, and, and, and find what great wisdom there is about prayer, or in this case, unanswered prayer. Find great philosophical writers and great people of wisdom and what they've said. So, today, I turn to Garth Brooks. And, and now, I know a lot of you don't know who Garth Brooks is is because you're northeasterners and and you're culturally illiterate because you don't understand you don't understand country music and um uh, but it's very important, and part of my job, one of my jobs as your pastor is not only teach you the Bible, but to try to expand you culturally a little bit, all right? So we're going to, I'm just going to read, I'm not going to sing, I'm just going to read for you, uh, although I, no, anyway, um, a Garth, great Garth Brooks song that talks about unanswered prayer. Maybe you've heard it, maybe not, I don't know. Here are the, great lyrics, great lyrics. Just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. I love it. You know, it rhymes. I like that. It's supposed to rhyme, you know? (laughs) My wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them, the past came back to me, and I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. 
She was the one that I'd wanted for all times, and each night I'd spend praying that God would make her mine. And if he'd only grant me this wish I wished back then, I'd never ask for anything again. Here's the chorus. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Kind of puts it down there where we can understand it, doesn't it? Isn't that great? Just a great lyric. You know, it's hard to find lyrics like that. Um, (laughs) And how many of you can relate to the prayer? I mean, you know, your old high school flame. Oh, thank God that didn't happen, you know? Um, Anyway. Unanswered prayer. We can. It's 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 a tough issue. It really is. In fact, I'll tell you a great a great thought. Seriously, now a great thought from Saint Teresa is there are more tears shed over answered prayers than unanswered prayers, and uh, there's a lot of truth to that right there. Here's what I want to do. I want to take you to the Bible and, and to the passage that written by the great Saint Paul, the Apostle Paul, formerly Saul of Tarsus, in his heathen days, and. Um, he has a prayer. Now, keep in mind, here's a great man of faith, a great man of God. And he has this prayer that he prays. Uh, to give you a little background, St. Paul, we believe through inferences in different passages of the Bible, through uh, uh, ancient literature and, and, and church fathers and so forth, we believe St. Paul likely had a serious health problem in the way of eyesight. He was probably... Uh, either blind or close to it. And again, we find that in just some inferences that are made in the Bible that he writes, as well as uh, what some of the church fathers have written about him um, and some of the contemporaries, some of the writings that we have first generation away from that. Um, he apparently prayed several times. He's going to tell us three times in just a minute. He apparently prayed that God would heal him. He asked God to heal him. And, and if anybody has faith, he has faith, you know? And if anybody was righteous, he was righteous after he came to Christ. And, and watch what happens here. This is, comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'll be reading it in the message translation um, this morning. But watch what happens here. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. He's talking about some revelations that he had. He said, because of the extravagance of these revelations, so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift, get this, the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he, in fact, did was push me to my knees. No danger than of walking around high and mighty. At first, I didn't think it was a gift, and I begged God to remove it. And then he says, three times I did that. Three times I did that. Look what he says, verse 9. And then he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own by your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. He's calling it a gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks, I let Christ take over. So the weaker I get, 
the stronger I become. It's pretty good. Unanswered prayer. Never got that prayer answered. And you can't say, well, he didn't have enough faith. This is the, Paul, this is the Apostle Paul. If he didn't have enough faith, we're all sunk, you know? Uh, and you say, well, it was, it was, you know, it was this or it was that. You can't say that. And that's what he tells us here. By the way, let me just go back to verses 9 and 10 and show it to you in another translation, the Amplified Bible. It kind of illustrates. It's almost like a commentary. Look what it says in verse 9. And he said to me, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my, it's interesting, for my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Listen to me real, real clearly here, okay? Just because you think your prayer goes unanswered doesn't mean that your prayer is unanswered, all right? Just because you think your prayer goes unanswered doesn't mean that it is unanswered. You may not be recognizing how it has been answered or how it is being answered. And we get into all kinds of different issues here. Certainly there's, there's a mystery here. There's always a mystery when it comes to prayer and, and, and how God answers and, and how all that works. But we need to know also, you know, there just aren't many guarantees in life and really even from God. I'll show you one very clear one in a moment. But there aren't a lot. And nowhere in the Bible does it teach that, you know, if you pray really, really hard and really, really this way or really, really that way, that your, your prayers are going to be answered always in the way that you think that they should be answered. Um, there's this other thing. Sometimes there's the people in, 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 in certain Christian circles talk about claiming promises. They say, find a promise in, this, in the Bible and, and, and let's, let's claim that. Let's claim that for myself. Uh, an example of that, some of you will know this, some of you may not, and it's okay whether you do or not. About, oh, eight years, nine years ago, there was this really big thing called the Prayer of Jabez. It's come from the Old Testament. And, uh, and, it's a, and, it, and it's, 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 it, they, you know, they did Prayer of Jabez. It was a book, and somebody wrote a really, an interesting book, and some very good things about it. Um, and, you know, they had Prayer of Jabez coffee mugs and keychains and, and so forth. They really did. It was, it was a big deal. Anyway, it, it, what happened in that, in that prayer from Chronicles, and the prayer was basically Jabez praying, God, I need you to please increase my fields, you know, increase my influence, increase my, my, my life, you know, and, and, you know. And it's a great prayer. And it's a great prayer to pray. And there's nothing wrong with praying that prayer. But, and God did that with Jabez. He, he, he gave him more land and blessed him and gave him a bigger family, which, of course, was blessing uh, for, for, in that culture as, as it is today. Um, but here's the issue. You say, well, can I pray that prayer? Sure, you can pray that prayer. Is that a good thing to do? Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Here's the catch. When we start thinking that God has to answer that prayer that, he pray, that Jabez prayed, to me, the same way he answered it, to Jabez. You know, and that's, that's part of the issue here. I said this during this whole series. I said this several times during the series of prayer. We have to get away from the idea that God is, is a vending machine. And, you know, and that we somehow, you know, we, 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 we put in the, the prayers a certain way and certain things are going to come out. 
You know, and, and we think that. And we think, well, if I pray this way, or if I have enough faith, or if I have this, or if I have that, well, there, there's no formula for that. In fact, I mean, here's the issue. Let me just say this. Jesus, Jesus came, he lived, he suffered, and he died, and he rose again. And he did that to, to, to give me forgiveness that I so desperately need, and you do too, by the way. Um, he, he did that to give me new life, and he did that to give me blessings. Here again is the catch. What are those blessings? Those blessings, that's a big word. We have, to some degree in our culture, kind of defined it with money, and, uh, and sometimes that, that's the way it is. Not always. Sometimes we define it by health. Sometimes that is a blessing, sometimes not. But it's many other ways that God blesses us. It might be a lot of internal stuff. Blessing comes in many ways. Don't limit that. And when you pray and ask for God's blessing, whether you pray the prayer of Jabez, asking God to increase your, your fields or you know, give you more or whatever. And, you, and by the way, you can pray for anything. Nothing wrong with praying for anything. Can I pray for a nicer house? Sure. Can I pray for you know, more money? Sure, absolutely. Can I pray for health? Sure. Nothing wrong. I mean, the Bible teaches that we can approach the throne of God boldly with our prayers. What the Bible doesn't teach is how God's going to answer those prayers. Just because the prayer goes unanswered, in my eyes, doesn't mean that it's unanswered. You know, and that's, that's it, it all comes back to expectation, and a lot of it comes down to our view of God. You know, if we think, if I do this, God has to act a certain way. No, and see, that, that would be wrong, because God doesn't have to act a certain way. He's God. He can do what he wants to do. We just know it's always going to be right and just and fair and loving may not seem like it. I may, have, I may have a hard time figuring that out at the time, but it's the way it is. The Bible is very clear about that. Um, listen, the answers to our prayers are not in formulas, are not in trick ponies, or, or certain prayer cloths, or closets, or positions. You know, that's not, you know, that's, that's it. So, and so many times people get hung up on that. And they have prayer cloth, you know, that was something that was blessed by some uh, alleged great man of, woman of God who touched this and you touch it and it's going to help your prayers get answered. Or in some cases, it's ancient, you know, the Shroud of Turin or some other kind of thing. If you, if you get near that, somehow your prayer is going to be uh, more answered than if you didn't. You know, or you get into a closet and they say, yeah, really get into a closet, literally or figuratively, and just really pray, and, and God will answer that prayer. Well, I mean, yeah, really? You know, or a certain position. You know, you've got to be on your knees. I, I used to have a guy like that. You know, we're going to pray when you get on our knees. Okay. I mean, that's okay. There's nothing wrong. It's a great idea sometimes to get on your knees, remind you to get on your knees before an almighty, powerful, holy God. It's a great, great exercise and to... to, to get you to think about who God is, doesn't mean we have to pray that way. The Bible gives us several positions for prayer. On your knees, standing, standing with your hands raised, um, bowing your head, closing your eyes. The uh, Bible gives us several. You know, there's only one position that I don't find in the Bible for prayer, facing the pillow. That's the only position I don't find, no. But even those, even then you can pray, you know? Even then you can pray, facing the pillow, you know? So, so... Answers to prayers are not in formulas and all the other stuff. Here's the deal. Prayer 
is a relationship with God Almighty. Sometimes he changes things. Sometimes he changes you. Sometimes it's both. That's an important issue for us to to stop and to think about because God does answer prayer and he does it in some very, very different ways. And when we approach prayer in a certain way and say, this is what I need done, God. I need you to, as, as Paul prayed, I need you to heal me so I can see. I need to have just the right amount of faith. And you know, in my life, I've been through so many what seemed to be unanswered prayers, myself as well as with friends and, and so forth and, and ministry. And I've, I've lived long enough that I've, I'm fortunate in some cases, not in all, but in some cases to see how that prayer really was answered. But sometimes it took years on the other side of that to see how that worked. Years sometimes. And sometimes at least from my very human perspective, that prayer did not get answered, at least as I see it. But then again, just because the prayer is unanswered doesn't mean it's really unanswered. Let me show you something. God sometimes, this is sort of a crazy statement, but it's it's true. God sometimes gets very creative. He can do that since he created the world. He gets very creative in how he answers our prayers. And um, here's an example of this. This is just, I've been aware of this particular prose for a long time. Um, I've even used it before. I only found out this week when I was doing some, as I like to do, doing some more research just on this verse, um, this prose that I'm going to show you in a moment, um, trying to figure out where it came from. I always love doing that. And I finally found something I had not found before. Uh, this that we're about to read came from a um, young soldier who received massive and permanently debilitating injuries in the Civil War. He lived as a cripple the rest of his life, wrestling and waiting for God to show his face and the purpose in all of it. This guy wrote this. Keep in mind, Prayers that I think are unanswered are really never really unanswered. Just keep that in mind. Here's what the soldier wrote late in his life. I asked God for strength that I might achieve. He made me weak that I might obey. I asked for health that I might do great things. I was given grace that I might do better things. I asked for power that I might have the praise of men. I was given weakness that I might feel the need of God. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. I was given life that I might enjoy all things. I received nothing that I asked for, all that I hoped for. My prayer was answered. Pretty powerful stuff. Pretty powerful stuff. Just because you think your prayer goes unanswered doesn't mean that the prayer is unanswered. What's that one guarantee you told us you had for us? I got that for you. There are some guarantees. You know what the guarantee is? You probably know what it is. 
But I'm going to show you. I'm going to remind you. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Teach these new disciples, this is Jesus talking, to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You can go to the bank on that. You may not always feel it. You may not always be aware of it. But Christ, when you come to Christ in faith and ask Christ to just come into your life, he never leaves you. He never leaves you. He's always there. Doesn't mean that you're going to understand everything. Doesn't mean that you're always going to have your prayers answered in the way that you think they should be answered and in the way that, you know, you expect. But he's always there. We can count on that. He'll never let us go. We sung about that earlier. He'll, he'll, he's always there. And we can take great comfort in that truth. Just because your prayers go unanswered doesn't mean they really go unanswered. Let's pray about that. Ask God to help us remember that. God, these are very challenging truths to understand. And Lord God, I pray that we would take some time today, maybe later in the week, maybe later in the day, just to, just, just to think about that a little more and to think about the fact that prayer is huge. You want that relationship with us. But help us always to fall short of trying to tell you or figure out how you should answer our prayers. Thank you for the relationship that we can have with God, our Father, the Creator, our Creator, made possible because Jesus came and lived and suffered and died and rose again to give us new life and the ability to have that relationship. We thank you for that. We, get, we do pray, God, for your blessing upon each person here. And Lord, as we leave, I pray especially for those folks um, in the Gulf Coast region uh, today. Just, God, I pray for each one. I pray that you would just uh, uh, protect them and uh, that the, the loss would be very minimal and uh, just help them as uh, many of them flee and uh, to, be, to do so in safety. We pray for all of those folks down there. And uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.